Bethany, I just think that's fantastic. And that's why you're in limelight. Limelight was the very, you know, our, our colors are lime green, right? And limelight was the very first way that they use spotlights, like one of the first ways to use spotlights on stage to highlight somebody. They would take lime and they would burn it in a canister and would shoot out this limelight and light up the person on the stage. And that's why we do limelight. And I want to highlight your heart, your spirit, what you do because you work in a daycare you've been working with children for 10 years and you probably don't get a whole lot of people to show up and say you're a hero but i think that's what heroes look like i think there are a lot of modern day heroes out there today but most are just invisible and to be honest don't see themselves as heroes If you were to call Mother Teresa or Martin Luther King Jr. or anyone else for that matter, you consider a hero. If you were to call them a hero, they would probably laugh at you and say something along the lines of, I'm not a hero, I just do what needs to be done. There goes my hero, and that's exactly what Happy Life Studios sees a hero as too. Someone who does the right thing at the right time for the right reason. exactly why we started a podcast within Happy Life Studios called Limelight. What is up, Happy Lifers? You are in for a special treat today. Trust me on this. Welcome to our third ever Limelight podcast where we highlight heroes from around the country in my travels. And today, in Happy Life Studios, which is actually uh, this cool little house that's got this great big, huge 10-foot glass window that has this huge oak tree outside that's absolutely magnificent. But even more magnificent than that is the stature of the spirit of the person I'm going to introduce you to. Many of you guys might have even met this person online because they do a lot of cool stuff online. I have highlighted Bethany before in a lot of our episodes because of what she does, because of who her heart is. And I'm so excited. I'm, I'm in her town of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I asked her if she would, would come and record a limelight with us, a podcast with us. And so, everybody, this is the one and the only Bethany Iverson, who is all embarrassed now, shaking her head. What's up, Bethany? Hey, steve What's up? See, doesn't she just sound cool? bethany it is so cool to have you here at happy life studios road tripping with us today where we're not at home at all we're on the road obviously because we're in freezing cold sioux falls (laughs) south dakota you've always been from south dakota yes i have i was born in mitchell and then lived in a small town and then i moved up here to sioux falls to finish eighth grade my high school and also college as well so right on what college did you go to i went to killian community college and um then i finished my last two years at university of sioux falls oh wow so and i have a bachelor's degree in social work oh really yes i could totally see that happy lifer i'm gonna try to introduce bethany to you in a way that you can kind of get to know her more than just this podcast uh, Bethany, um, social work, that, that would be like your middle name. I mean, you love people. Am I right or am I wrong? No, that's right. Um, 
I just love helping people in any way that I can. Um, I just love the feeling it gives me. But everybody needs somebody in their life, even if it's just for five minutes to talk to or just to make them laugh. I It can go a long way. And I just love helping people. And that's that's obvious. And that's what makes you so magnificent uh, of, a, of a person. Your spirit is just, you love to help people. So social work, I can totally see that. Where did you kind of want to take your social work? What did you want to do with that? So when I want, went into social worker, I was uh, thinking um, foster care system. Um, I wanted to, you know, put my own stamp on it, um, help kids. Um, I know there's a huge need for children just having a home, a safe home, a lovable home. And that's where I saw myself um, as being a child protective service. Um, but it didn't go that route. I tried many times um, and it just wasn't there right now for me to be a social worker. And so then I ended up in daycare and I've loved being in daycare ever since. So I've been in daycare for about roughly 10 years give or take wow um and then while i was at my first center that i was at i went ahead and got my child development associates because another co-worker encouraged me um to get it and said that i you know it's a really neat thing to have and then you can take it in the school system you can be a lead in other daycares like you can just um take it further and then also it shows parents that i'm more than just i'm not just a babysitter like Mm. i'm a you know professional and just to enhance that a little bit too and just to give them my knowledge of what i know and then better relate to them as well with different tools and strategies that i've learned so right on excellent well i want to talk to you about daycare and that in a second but before i do i want to go off a little side road here and just Talk about, you know, you started out thinking you were going to go into the foster care system because you wanted to be a protector of kids in the foster care system. Was there something that caused you to go that route? What what made you feel like you wanted to help out uh, children and teens and whatever in the in the foster system? Um, I don't know. Ever since I was little, like I just saw myself being some type of like teacher or special education teacher because um, the kids that I've like encountered along my path they've had some sort of like disability and I don't know like I just felt like I can relate in a way but also just form that friendship with them and um just the rewards that it gave both of us and I just I don't know I wanted to carry that and I thought social worker um would be a great place for that um because I didn't really see myself as like a quote teacher in like a school district um, more in another way, and that's how I got into like the whole social work idea. And then also my older brother, he was went to school for social work too. So we were kind of like okay. thinking of the same thing. So okay, were you, you disappointed at all when when the you said you tried several different ways? I love that you didn't just stop when they told you no at first. You and that's kind of how you are too. I think you're a little <laughs> bit. Uh, what's the word? Um, uh, you know, bulldogish. You're you're like you're not going to give up when life comes, right? You're going to diligent. That's the word I'm looking for. You know, am I correct in that? Yes, that's correct. Um, 
there are times that sometimes I want to give up on certain things, but then I just keep trying. Or I have a support system that just, you know, says keep trying, you know, you'll find somewhere to go. Or even if it's just a simple, like, doing a trick on a skateboard, like, just keep trying. Yeah. Um, and never give up. So all the years that I've known you, just by coming and visiting and speaking where you are, where you are at. Well, I don't know you very well, but I know you well enough to just know that you're a fighter, right? Yes. And that's why you wanted to go on the foster care system because you wanted to fight for somebody else. You're not a very selfish person. You're you're a pretty generous person, and you love to help out other people. Have you always been that way, or did something happen that you learned to get that way? I just always been, you know, a giver and more like, also it was a good example in my family too. Like my mom was never selfish, um, always helped others and um, just gave it her everything, you know, gives it her everything. And um, I just had a good example to fall on. And I don't know, just uh, the feeling and... Like, just to help others. I don't know. It just seems like to live life but is better that way. Right on. Right on. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second, too. Now I want to go to... So, well, I, I guess I didn't let you finish your answer. How disappointed were you when you couldn't... When it didn't work out? And then what caused you to go into from that into helping out in a daycare was that disappointing for you did you feel like man i can't do this but then i can do this or what was your thought how did you get from i you know the the maybe the discouragement of man i really wanted to do foster care uh, that those doors don't seem opening and what i like about this is that you kept knocking on doors and if no one has opened up those doors then there's plenty of kids there's plenty of people somewhere that need help right that that can fit in with your skill and your talent that you can help out with so talk to us a little bit about maybe how you felt um, when you couldn't do the, the foster care system and how that led you into where you're at now and then how, conversely, how do you feel now being doing this? I guess you would say you're a professional. You've been working with children for 10 years. That's no joke. A lot of people could do it for a week or so, right? But you've been doing it for 10 years and you've got some the kids that have some high needs. In fact, that one of the rooms that you were in today, you told me, was the scooter room. I don't even want a happy lifer. I don't even want to think about all the action that happens in the scooter room and <laughs> and how you have to stay on top of that. But, but yeah, you've been doing this for 10 years, so you're definitely an expert. And it isn't just like you're not a babysitter. You really help out kids. I'm talking too much now. Let's get back to the question. How did you, go, how did you feel when, when the one door didn't open up with the foster care system? And then how did that lead you into the, the – child care system and how do you feel conversely now that you're in the child care system and not in the foster care system at first i was a, i had mixed emotions i was disappointed that i didn't get the foster position i had an interview and and that was it um but just to get into the doors of being in the foster care system and just giving them my application and then just having that first step that first interview it was a good experience to have. I was disappointed that I'm like, cause they basically said we need experience. Well, I just got out of school. I didn't work during school except for work study jobs, but like I didn't have really no experience exactly working in the social work system. Yeah. And that's so frustrating too, because that happens to so many places. Everybody wants someone with experience, but it feels like so few people want to give somebody experience and i think that's just 
messed up, right? So, yeah. So they wanted experience. You didn't have it. That had to have been disheartening. Yes, it it was. And but I just kept trying and kept applying. I don't even remember all the places, but um <clears throat> I eventually in all in all honesty, it was that time where student loans were about ready to start being in um time to pay. And I needed a job and this daycare was hiring, so I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm good with kids. I've babysat since I was little, from my nieces to nephews to um, neighbor kids and all that. So, you know, I've worked with kids. And so I applied at this daycare, and at first they thought um, I wasn't – they didn't – because of how short I look um, and young I look, they didn't even realize that I was there to apply for a job. <laughs> So when I said that I was here for an interview, they're like, oh, okay, well, some will be there, you know, in a moment. Um, And then after the interview, my first few days there, I just fell in love with what I did. And at that time, I was an assistant pre-K teacher, so four- and five-year-olds, and getting them um, ready, prepared the best that we could uh, for kindergarten or that next step in their life. How long before you stopped being disappointed you weren't in the foster care system? It didn't take very long um, because I found a new direction, new purpose, um, a new place that people needed my help um, in a different aspect. And I also, after I start started um, more into child care, I realized my social work degree actually comes in handy. Um, just by working with uh, different types of families, um, seeing different situations arise in families, also just different circumstances and different um, walks of life. Um, and so I'm like, my social work plus just my skills that I already have just all came together. And um, the daycare actually enhanced a, l- a lot of those um, skills. Are you happy now that that one door shut and this other door opened? Very much so. I still do wish um, sometimes, like, I still look for, like, what's open, uh-huh. but I can never give myself, I can't give myself, get myself to fill those applications out because I love working with kids, yeah. like, in the settings that I do. And I love the fact that you're in a daycare and you've been there for 10 years and you work 10 hour days. And I texted you today to see if you ever get a lunch break because I thought we could record a podcast, you know, during during the lunch break or I could take you for coffee or something. We could record there in Starbucks or whatever. But you said you don't normally even take lunch breaks. You work 10 hour days without lunch breaks because what is it that you told me that you do instead of eating lunch what do you do during your lunch break normally i normally don't take breaks um because i just like being at the center and being just if somebody needs help that i can be right there i can talk also just talking to other staff there because i formed some really good relationships so when the kids are sleeping yeah i'm in the room but i still go out and talk to my staff and would you say it doesn't it feels more like a lifestyle than it feels like a job is that kind of what you're saying yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i don't i don't find it a job and sometimes i find it hard to even leave because i want to continue talking to the to the kids and the parents 
um, and also make sure that things are good there and um, also make sure that my coworkers are good. So you're even thinking about your coworkers, not yeah. just the, the kids that are in the, I, I just think, Bethany, I just think that's fantastic. And that's why you're in limelight. Limelight was the very, you know, our, our colors are lime green, right? And limelight was the very first way that they use spotlights, like one of the first ways they use spotlights on stage to highlight somebody. They would take lime and they would burn it in a canister and would shoot out this limelight and light up the person on the stage. And that's why we do limelight. And I want to highlight your heart, your spirit, what you do because you work in a daycare you've been working with children for 10 years and you probably don't get a whole lot of people to show up and say you're a hero but i think that's what heroes look like and happy life for the last 10 minutes or five minutes or so you're kind of getting an example of what who bethany really is and what she's like and what her heart is like and you ask any heroes and tell them they're a hero, and they'll tell you the same thing that you told me when I told you I thought you were a hero, which was basically, <laughs> I'm not a hero. You exactly. Know. I don't find my, I don't see myself as a hero. Um, I'm just out there just helping people the best way I can from how I was raised and the skills and tools I've encountered through life and giving back because I've been through a lot of bumps in the road and I needed, you know, people to help bring me through those things. And I rather give back than just be all up in my feelings or like just being a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of your, one of your skill sets is a skill set that is not maybe highlighted a lot. One of your skill sets is your kindness. It's your heart for people. It's your love for people. That's a skill set, and you've been given great patience. The fact that you can work in a daycare for 10 hours and still want to stick around and not take your, your break and not get worn out dealing with high-energy kids and their parents all day long is just, that's what a hero looks like. And Joe McCarthy of Mojo Studio, you know, you've heard him on some of our, our podcasts and stuff. You know, we came up with a, with a definition of what we think a superhero is, and a superhero is simply a person who does the right thing at the right time for the right reason. And that's you, Bethany Iverson. So I just want to say thank you on behalf of all those kids that might not ever tell you thank you or maybe not even know how to tell you thank you. And you don't even, aren't even looking for that anyway, but I'm going to tell you that anyway because I just want you to hear that in your head. All right. You've been a happy lifer for quite a while, right? How long have you been a happy lifer and how did that start? You know, I don't even, to tell you the truth, how long it's been um, how I became a happy lifer is from you, Steve. You came to Falls Church, and my pastor, um, his name is Lance, and he's like, we, you know, we, I know this really cool guy. Um, he, you're in for a treat, and um, just the way you speak and your your um, business about happy life, I just found it a really cool thing and i love the logo the this like green smiley face you know with the hair and the quirkiness it, it i don't know it's a, something i can relate and something so simple and and to share to other people and i just love it in fact happy lifer bethany is the first one that i know of the first one to actually get a happy life tattoo 
and not just any happy life tattoo. Like I've been thinking about getting, you know, the little green guy and I don't know where to put him, but I thought, you know, I got a little bit of pounds on me. I thought I could put a great big one on my belly and freak everyone out at the lake. <laughs> Do you want to take my shirt off? That's a lot of happy right there. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ruin this podcast for you that just got this visual image of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, big old Steve here, but but you don't just get like a a tattoo of a happy life thing. Your tattoo is of a happy life dude with this cool beanie, like you're wearing right now, the super cool beanie. And you got tattoos. You got a bunch of tattoos. But happy life, she just doesn't have like the skull and crossbones tattoo. She's got like the the main tattoo that I see right now is a Yoshi, a great big huge video gaming Yoshi. That's that's her tattoo. Bethany, you are so, and I think maybe that's why you like the quirkiness of, it makes me feel good because a long time ago, I realized I'm not built like all the other guys that travel and speak. I'm made very, and I think we're all unique, but I think we all try to fit in, but we're all made to stand out. Bethany, you're not afraid to stand out. I've even talked to some of the people that we are common friends. We've been talking about that. I've been talking with Lance and, and his wife, Joan, and we were talking about how you just, you stand out. And you're not afraid to be who you are. That whole be you message that we talk about, that's who you are, right? But even the tattoos that you have are just, tell us about the, tell us about the happy life tattoo guy. It's, it's super cool. Happy life. Or maybe I'll make that our picture for our, this episode. (laughs) So I've been talking to you for a while now about you know, would it be first? I asked your permission because and I can't believe you even asked my permission. That was pretty cool. But I've said, of course, are you kidding me? I'd love for you to get a, a happy life tattoo. That would be awesome. Like, and I wanted, wanted, I had to ask you because I wanted to use your logo, that, that smiley face, that green smiley face. Cause that's who you are, Bethany, by the way, that's who you are. <laughs> you're not the yellow emoticon. You're first of all, you're happy. You're not the typical yellow emoticon. No, you are, you are just you're green, man. You're go all the way. I'm sorry, I'm interested, but I'm super excited, Happy Lifer. I just Bethany is just she's just awesome human being. I wish you could be here in the room with us. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Finish your thought there. <laughs> so I asked your permission because um, I wanted to make sure I wasn't infringing on your rights or the copyright, um, and then wanted my artist to do it. And I didn't want nothing to backfire there, um, and then just out of re- mainly out of respect but so i've been thinking of this and then i just i'm like how am i going to do it um so i was looking on pinterest i'm like i know i want to use skateboard but nothing was really fitting and then finally the beginning of this year i believe it was that these um right smiley face characters were coming up on pinterest along with the skateboard that i wanted and um it was just all piecing together. So I literally had like four or five sheets printed out and then I like cut this smiley face and then I uh, cut this skateboard and then this beanie and I wrote on it for my artists. Like, okay, uh, the smiley face has to be green. Um, I want these (laughs) headphones because Steve, you also have headphones that are happy life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, those have to be red and the beanie can be any color. And the skateboard can be any color. And then, um, so I, not, I'm not a very good drawer. So I just like cut and paste and uh-huh. wrote everything. And then I went down to the tattoo shop where I usually go. And um, another tattoo artist there who I wanted to get tattooed, tattooed by. Plus, um, 
I know her through um, the guy that the tattoo artist that usually um, tattoos the majority of my um, art. And so I, I trusted um, there's trust there that was built. And um, we decided the colors and everything like we just talked through it. She showed me on the tablet whatever um and then i'm like hey that looks cool and she's like okay well what color do you want this and i'm like how about red and she's like well then green and red it's gonna christmasy you know wind up to christmasy you know which you know i and then i look at my leg i'm like i do have like quite a bit of red and green and then i'm like then we chose like a light blue and then an orange for the beanie um, which it just all came together. So the happy life dude is wearing a beanie and riding a skateboard. Yes. Just, I'm like that. That's the happy life that we're talking about is just not everyone's a skateboarder. Right. But that's just who you are. And you made it part of who you are because happy life isn't just something that, that you have bought the sticker and the t-shirt and you wear the t-shirt. Happy life is who you are. I mean, you always have been that way, and it's just like almost like you didn't buy a sticker and put it on your book and say, I'm a happy lifer. It's just like it merged with where you were already going anyway. You are just a happy lifer at heart and always have been, and whether Happy Life Studio showed up in your life or not, you just would have been a happy lifer, period. That's what takes me into the, the biggest point I want to bring. This last point here I want to bring is this, is that you do... I learned something from you. Happy Lifer, I've talked about Bethany in podcasts before. Bethany is the one who, you see social media, I hear a lot of people that talk about, I started like four sentences there, haven't finished one, welcome to my brain. (laughs) A lot of people see social media as, you know, I don't like it, it it bums me out, blah, 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 you're wasting your time, and I don't deny that a lot of that stuff happens. But you see it as a tool as well. Tell us, just talk to everybody, all the happy lifers out there. Tell us what you do on how do you see social media? How do you use social media? So I used to, just like a lot of people, a lot of you guys out there, a lot of other people. um, When I first got Facebook, you know, I'm like posted how I was feeling and, and, you know, all kinds of different things. And then um, eventually my messages started to change. I still use it quite a bit for sports commentating because I see myself as a sports announcer in heart as well. And um, But when my friends share other people's pages, like maybe it's their family member or their friends or somebody they know, um please pray for this person um i take the time and i i pray and 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 you don't just say i'll pray for you you actually take the time to do it for them yes um because i found it's so easy to say i'll pray for you and then with all good intentions you go to bed and you want to pray and then you forget yeah and um i i'm guilty of that and so i'm like okay how can I be um, disciplined in this and then just um, be hold um, accountable and knowing that they know that I'm praying for them. And so um, God has just provided me and, sh- and given me the words 
to speak. Um, how do you know? How do you know what to say to them? Like, has there ever been a play? Like, what do I say to that situation? How do you know what to type? Um, I just I sometimes use like some of the basic things, um, like you hear at funerals or, or different services. Like, I I put I pray for peace, strength. Um, so it's stuff that you've heard before, yes. right? But is there ever a time where it gets personal with that 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 post that you never had said it before? Does that ever happen? Yes. And how does that happen? How do you know what to, to type in there? Um, sometimes I will actually say a lot more and not just those few basic things mm-hmm. I've heard before. And honestly, it's it's um, all because of God. Um I can't even remember specifics, um, but he gives me those exact words to type out. It's just like you just know what to type. And and send it to the if person. You, or do you hear Darth Vader in your head saying, type this? <laughs> no, and if I did, I probably would jump 20 feet in the <laughs> right, air. <laughs> right? So it's just basically you're following your heart at that point. Um, I think it might have been on a Happy Talk Tuesday. During COVID, we were doing Happy Talk Tuesdays, and I, I really think about doing that again but you came on one of the live casts that i was doing and you talked about i don't know exactly what our topic was but in that you talked about how you would go online and you'd find posts of people that were down that were discouraged finish that what you told me at that happy talk to you do you remember what i'm talking about kind of but i don't exactly i just know that what i remember is i just i just pray for them i type little encouraging messages for them um and the reason why is because media in general it can be dark um and down and also the world we live in is the same way too so i just it hurts me knowing that somebody's down uh, or not you know feeling they're in a tough spot and so it's like you know they need some type of encouragement and i just try to do that yeah and i you told me and that talk with i think it was emily was with us too emily coles but you talked about how you actually looked for posts of people that were down a lot of people see the darkness and the downness of social media and say i just got to stay off of that but we talk all the time about don't curse the darkness just turn on a light and that's what you do you go online to find – you are looking for posts where people are down, and then you'll say you pray for them. Other times you told me you just – you find out whatever they're down about, and you just tell them kind of the opposite. You Like if they're down about their job, you tell them there's a good job out there or whatever. But you, you found an encouraging word that fit with what their discouragement was about, and you put those two together. And in my mind, I just saw these people reading these posts and the, and the difference that that makes. And, Bethany, that number one – tells me, tells us, happy lifers, what kind of person you are. And number two, it shows why you're on limelight because that's why you're a hero. That's what heroes do. And you don't make social media about you. Sure there are. When your team won last night, you want to let everyone to know, you know. But you take a lot of social media and you don't use it for yourself. You use it to help other people and that's the heart of happy life in its purest form make someone happy and you'll be happy too if you're feeling down if you're feeling sad then don't focus on your sadness on your discouragement on your anxiety 
focus on somebody else and helping make their life a little bit better, and then you find those negative situations of your mind, of your heart, of your spirit beginning to change as you help other people. Most definitely. And then I find that in the my line of work, um, just being that light for my coworkers, my families, um, just if it's a stressful moment, bringing that stress down just by telling a joke or just saying something mm-hmm. goofy. Um, out um, in Sioux Falls, uh, my my younger brother doesn't like when I do this because he worries about me. Um, and you know, brothers do that, which I appreciate that. Um, but it's our job, <laughs> right? But so some of these story couple times i haven't told him what i did but um i will see sometimes just driving around sioux falls um homeless people on the corner and it's not the ones with the signs saying anything would help or anything um sometimes it's like off the main main street somebody who's not even trying to get attention but Mm, you notice them yeah someone who's unnoticed invisible by the rest of the population, but yep. you see them. Yep. And this one guy that I pulled up or I saw, I uh, drove past them and um, I could tell he probably had a few to drink, but, you know, no judge. But what I was concerned of, it was dark and he was half on the sidewalk and then also on the road. So I didn't want no one to hit him. Um, so I first pulled ahead and I'm, and I'm like okay i gotta stop i gotta stop and try to help this guy um so then i get out and i walk over to the guy and we i said you know do you need help are you okay and he just kept repeating to me love 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 and would kind of chuckle wow. and i would try to help him up but my his body weight and mine was just <laughs> not strong enough and him even trying to hold on to something and me pulling was somebody was going to get hurt. <laughs> and um, so I prayed for him I, and I asked him if that was okay. Um, and he, he said, love. And I said a prayer and he just kept saying those words to me. And so then I told him that I'm going to get you help, but you Promise me you got to stay on the sidewalk and not in the road because I don't want nothing. I don't want you to get hurt or run over um, because these side streets are not well lit. And um, so I pulled up and I gave the non-emergency number a call and just said, hey, I'm worried about this guy. He's on such and such corner. And then um, they came out and I waited um, so I could make sure. And... um, they got him up, and it looked like they also took him to somewhere safe and warm where he was not a danger to himself or just somebody, just a driver um, and somebody getting hurt. So. Bethany, that's what a hero looks like. That's what a hero looks like. <laughs> that's really cool. And I want to thank you on behalf of that guy, on behalf of all the other people. She's starting to cry happy life or I'm making her cry. <laughs> I can tell you're moved by that story. Yeah. That tells you what kind of person you are and the kind of heart that you have. Mm-hmm. And if the world would have more of that, how much of a better place it would be. 
one of them. And then just recently I helped. Well, I didn't. Well, yes, I, in a way I did help. I just made sure this guy was okay because, again, it was on a side street, not too far from the other person or from what happened before. But it was during the day, but he was sleeping in somebody's yard. And I just wanted to make sure that he was okay. And um, so I just went over there and I said, kept saying, sir, sir. And he, he was sound asleep. Um, but I checked and I like tapped his shoe. Um, and then I could see that he was snoring and making noises. So I know that he was alive um, and okay. And then part of me was like, I'm glad he didn't wake up and, or I mean, like, yeah, right. wake out of deep sleep. So I didn't want to, like, I don't know. I know I scare easily sometimes out uh-huh. of a deep sleep. So, but just to see and, um, that I knew he was breathing and snoring made all that I needed to know to feel okay to keep going and going to where I needed or where I was heading at that time. Yeah. Um, otherwise, and you can ask my brother and my mom. Otherwise, it eats at me, and, like, I worry, and I just hope that if I, that such and such is okay, or, hey, I should have stopped, what, you know, I, I start to panic um, if I don't check it out myself, and that's where it comes, where my younger brother, yeah. I love him, um, but he's like, just be careful, because <laughs> you just never know. I want to thank you for uh, letting us highlight you and highlight your life and highlight your heart uh, because it is magnificent and um, happy life. I hope that inspired you. Bethany has been inspiring me like this for many years as a happy lifer. And that's why I want to share her story with you. Bethany, is there anything that you'd like to say to the other happy lifers before we sign off here? Um, First, I just want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. Um, And then I just feel so humble um, to even be considered a hero. I, I, like I said, I just, just love helping people. Um, and to my, ha- uh, two happy lifers out there or anybody struggling, um, I just want to let you know that I've been through some dark times and bumps in the road and more, and sometimes very giant bumps. And, um, I know what it's like to also not feel like you fit in as well. And I just want to encourage you to, Know that you're not alone, whatever, if you're fighting, um, whatever you're fighting, you're not alone. Um, and to reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to somebody. Write it down. Maybe you do poems or find, uh, do art. Find some sort of outlet to help you till the time that you feel safe to talk to somebody. I know it's not easy opening up to people and sharing, but I just want to let you know that just take one day at each time. And do not give up because you are worthy and you're meant to be here. And the world is not better without you. And I know people think that sometimes when they're going through those dark times. But I just want to let you know, trust me, you're needed. You're loved. You're, you're, you're worthy. There's a purpose for you. And I, I just want to leave you with that, um, that you're worthy and loved and just to keep fighting. Wow, that last 
last minute and a half could have been the whole entire podcast. Right? Gotta thank you, Bethany, for allowing us to record your awesomeness, your magnificentness for us to highlight you. Thanks for joining us here at Happy Life Studios. Bethany, thank you for sharing your heart, not just with us happy lifers, but for everyone else out there that you come in contact with, whether they're, you know, in your neighborhood, whether that your work or whether they're online. But uh, thanks for making a difference and for joining us today. And happy lifer. Thanks for joining us as well. I hope that helped. Uh, remember, what, what do they need to remember, Bethany? To be happy. <laughs> and? Never give up. And? Be a light. And life isn't always perfect. But it sure can be happy. Right on. That's it right there. D-Base.